Thank you very much. Now a portion of chapter five, please. Adrian. 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 Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to the simple program. Usually men and women who are constitutionally 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 incapable of being honest with themselves. There are such unfortunates. There are not at all. They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. If chances are less than average. There are those too who suffer from grave emotional mental disorders, but many of them do recover. They have the capacity to be honest. Our stories disclose in a general way that what that we what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. If we have decided we want what we have, we are willing to go to any length to get it. Then we are ready to take certain steps. As some of these, we bought. We thought that we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas, and the result was nil. Until we let go, absolutely. Remember that we do all for all, cunning, fast, and powerful. Without help, it is too much for us. There is one who has power, and that one is God, and may find him now. That measure build, build us nothing. We stood at the turning point, and we asked his protection, and the care, the care was completely abandoned. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. We admit, one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, and our lives had become unmanageable. Two, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanctity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood them. Four, made a search, searching the furthest moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God and to ourselves and another human being the exact of our wrongs. Six, we entirely ready to have God remove all these defects and characters. Seven, humbly asked to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had honored and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made a direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so with injury, and or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory on that we were wrong promptly admitted. Eleven, sought with prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry it out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry the message to alcoholics and practice these principles in all our affairs. Many of us exclaimed, what an order, I can't go through with it. Do not be discouraged. No one among us has been able to maintain anything like perfect adherence to these principles. We are not saints. The point is that we are willing to grow along spiritual spiritual lines. The principles that have set down are guides to progress. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. Our description of our alcoholic, the chapter to agnostic, and our personal adventure before and after made clear three pertinent ideas. That we were alcoholics and could not manage our own lives. B, that probably no human power could have relieved the power of alcoholism. C, that God could would if you were sought. All right, the 12 traditions, please. Who has? My name is Nick, I'm not I did. Yeah. Yeah. Each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the alcoholic. 
Thank you very much. Now I qualify. <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes. Like I said, I'm Fernando. I'm an alcoholic. Fernando. I'm here only by the grace of God. I'm fully clothed and in my right mind. You know, I'm not six feet under pushing up daisies like some of my friends. You know, a lot of my friends have done. You know, uh, I, uh, I drank and I ruined my career. I was a truck driver down in San Diego, and uh, <clears throat> you know my story is so long. So, so one time I had to do my, you know, you're supposed to confess all your stuff, and I took about three hours. We went and we climbed a, a frozen mountain up by Lake Tahoe, and uh, and this guy was in front of me, and I, I gave him the whole story, and put it and <clears throat> put it together in ten minutes. It's a challenge, uh, <clears throat> but I'll just tell you that. Um, you know, I left home at 16, and I went to Northern California, and I started working for Gallo, and I got fired because I was drunk. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I got married to an older lady, you know, we were drinking and so forth. Ended up at 19, 20 years old with two kids, car payment, and I was, I was just waking up. You know, before you know it, I'm, I'm behind the eight ball, <clears throat> and she's demanding a lot of things. She drinks as much as I am. Comparing me to the people that are, you know, um, they got houses and so forth. So finally, I, I, I got rid of her and I took the kids up there and I started drinking more and more. I, uh, and I came back down and I said, well, I, I need to change uh, geographic. And I left L.A. and I went down to San Diego and I got myself a job, a good union job driving truck. You know, it was just a lot of hours and I picked up a lady that had a kid and I promised her all kinds of stuff and everything and all I did was drink and abuse her and uh, she uh, she waited me for to come home and said when are you going to buy some more grass you're going to get some more wine we're going to get some more beer and then I realized man I gotta I gotta I, I can't sleep when I get home and I gotta get him back to that, that semi and I was falling asleep in the semi I would drive five hours to Yuma Arizona from San Diego unload for a half hour and drive back and take two 15-minute breaks. You know, it, at the end of my of my drinking, I was drinking beer in the truck, and then I would come to my senses, and I said, hey, I got a union job, I can't do this, and it was snowy up in the mountains, so I start throwing the beers out when I repent. And when I'm coming back this way, I'm looking for them because I'm thirsty. I said, man, they must be nice and cold in the ice. Somebody picked them up. I couldn't find them, you know. And um, so I uh, 
I ended up, uh, I was making a lot of money. I put a 55 Chevy together. Uh, I was close to Tijuana, so I did the upholstery, dropped the engine. Something I'd never done before was, was, was put a, a car together and put the engine together and, um, and V8. And what happened that one night, I drank everything in the house, even the Isopol alcohol and the, uh, and the, the cologne, you know. Uh, it, it doesn't get you drunk, but I, was, I wanted alcohol. I couldn't stop. I drank, you know, the whiskey, the wine, the beer, everything. Everybody, everybody went to sleep. I was still. And there was, a, there was a guy making some commotion out there with a red charger. And I, had, I said, I'll show his ass. Come over here in my neighborhood and make him. So I challenged them, and here we go down Alcohol Boulevard, running red lights, and just barreling down the highway, and and I had it all the way to the ground, brand new engine, totally out of my mind, and the the creep started to creep a little over me, and, and he won. Then I came to my self-realization, and I parked the car, and, and I started walking back. I said, this is crazy, man. I've got a class one license, man. I've got a lot of responsibility, so forth. And I walked for about eight blocks, came back, got in the car, and then, whoo, they got me. And, and they had to handcuff me because I was, uh, what do you call it, belligerent? You know, the police? I said, I'm not going to piss on anything. I ain't going to, you know, do nothing. Oh, yeah? So finally I said, okay, I'll piss in the cup and... Uh, and I started ramming the officer with my, you know, handcuff. Bam, bam, and they got me, and they they they, they put another set of handcuffs around my my ankles, and this handcuff around like this. So I was a human pretzel, and I had, <laughs> I had to walk to the car, and they threw me in there. Man, they were respect disrespectful, man. I'm a <laughs> And they took me down to book me at the uh, uh, San Diego thing. And uh, one of the guys that was a truck driver, there was only six drivers in that prestigious Wonder Bread truck driving set of doubles, 18 wheels. And I had gotten the job. I beat 17 guys there. Now here, they're going to book me in for drunk. The truck, in 24 hours, my trailer and truck is going to be full of bread. And they expect for me to drive it to Yuma, Arizona. And I'm going to be spending, the, uh, I'm going to jail. And the guy who's uh, one of the moonlighting and then one of the truck drivers, he stuck a head inside the car and he said, what's going on here? He was my fellow driver. I hid. I put my head down. And he said, oh, we just got a drunk. The guy called me a drunk. He hurt my feelings. <laughs> and then when they went and they booked me, they stripped you down. They look at your asshole, see if you got anything in there. And they liked their job. And then I walk into the... I walk into the, to, this is how arrogant, I walk into the, the jail cell, I guess it was a drunk tank, and I said, are there any Teamsters in here? Any Teamsters? Like, they were going to break me out, you know. You know, where the, anyway. Um, <laughs> you know what that, that girl did? She bailed me out. She bailed me out, man. It's like, it was total Fruit Loops. I didn't think she could do something like that. She got me out, picked me up, Drove me to my truck in 24 hours. I was still drunk and got on the truck and I went to Yuma, Arizona. And, and, and then back and forth. So what happened with that DUI? Because I didn't take a test. I lost my license for six months and I had, a, I had to quit that job. But before 
I launched it, I fell asleep on the truck when I was, I was, I had my day off and they called me to go to work. I should have said no, I was drinking, I had not slept. And here I go back on the truck again. And this time they want me to come up to, to Beverly Hills. And all I remember, <laughs> whenever, whenever you break down on the freeway, get out of the way. People are having sex, they're fighting, they're drinking, hallucinating. Just go all the way to the right and then stand on the right shoulder. Because here comes Fernando in a, in a 80,000 ton pun, pound truck, whatever, 70,000. And I hit this, these girls were on the pickup truck and I sent them to the hospital. I run over their truck, you know, and stuff. I woke up enough time to pull the away, but still all the tires got uh, a piece of theirs. And, and I got off and I went to, 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 and they were fine, but they were hysterical. And one of the girls came running to me and said, why, why? And I had a reality check. I never wanted to be that person. I could have took their lives. And, and I got them like this, and we all fell to the ground. They were crying, and I was holding both of the girls, uh, trembling, you know. And, um, and then after that, I, I, uh, I was drinking, and then, um, anyway, my story is so long, I'll tell you, man. How long is it, Fernando? <laughs> all right, I got to get sober. Um, Move forward right away. I quit the job and stuff. <clears throat> you know, they took my license away, lost my job, my prestige, and broke my heart. I ended up pumping diesel for uh, Roush Grocery Company because I couldn't drive. So I started pumping diesel. And then I got myself, and I had some family members. And, oh, you're doing good, man. Let's go ahead and co-sign for you for a brand new pickup truck. Oh, my, okay. Now we're talking. So they co-signed for a, and sure, you guys know what happened, right? I smashed that truck <laughs> into a fence, busted the rod iron and everything, and uh, man, I busted the, I don't know how many uh, glass of gas, either I bust them by hitting them or using my forehead. You see, these two bumps right here, is for what, two windshields. And uh, God lost my license. Best thing that did is I had an attorney that had getting my divorce. He said, I'm going to ask the judge. This is at the court. We're going ready to go to see the judge. And he goes, he looks at my record. And he's got all this, you know, high speeds here and there, chase and so forth. Uh, I mean, the DMV was. was <coughs> and he says, I'm going to ask the judge so he can send you to Anabue School and AA. And I thought, hey, man, I hired you to get me out of this thing. Not get me into deep in it. What's wrong with you? And we're, we both get up and go toe-to-toe. He gets on my face, and I get I said, no. And my hair go up. Me, an alcoholic, a drunk. And I followed him. He goes, he goes someday you're going to thank me, young man. And about 10 months later, I paid him his last payment, and I thanked him. Because I had another reality check. I could not deny... Uh, the, the, the intelligence in AA. I cannot deny the, 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 the God doing things for people that could not do for themselves. I was always looking for a structure that I can do life where I can high-five fellow man, read literature. You know, I was starving for literature. When I came to AA, I had no hope, no faith, no believing, no trust. 
You know what they had to do, Jerry? They, they, they did what they did to you. They, they put me up against the wall and they took a staple over and they went. <laughs> <laughs> and they fed me AA with a spoon. <laughs> That's too much. You know? That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I started getting a little bit of hope. And, for, and I started enjoying And then before you know it, I got into that one year, I got power, real power. Uh, that able to come back the next week. I didn't think I was going to be able to come back because before that I couldn't keep <clears throat> appointments or jobs or anything. I had no no control of my imagination, you know. So I came back in here and um, what happened was the power, the power. I got. I, I stopped. I ended up driving truck again. I got reinstituted. I ended up driving for Safeway Market going. Up and down, you know, and, and and now with my emotional sobriety, my head's still spinning, and I needed more literature. I needed more more meetings. I needed to be of service. I needed the triangle, be unity, service, and recovery. I had recovered. The unity was the love that you guys were going to tolerate me and show me this thing. I can see it in your faces. I can see the the, the compassion because you. You grow up in the street, you can read people right away, you know, say this guy's gonna And sure enough, you know, the the, the program worked for me. My my sobriety date is is 1994, but my original sobriety date was 82. I came in 82. I got all these blessings the first year. I got reinstituted in society. I bought a house. I bought a Mercedes Benz. I changed careers. Started selling real estate and syndication, insurance, stocks. And we opened up real estate office and everything. And I said, eh, who needs an AA? <laughs> right? I was getting busy, too busy. And it took, it took a while, about eight, nine years. And I used to detest other other real estate agents, when they make an offer and they and they were drinking, I say this low down bum, you know, and be like us, are you know? But sure enough, my sister got married again, <laughs> and I had forgotten the principles, and I drank, uh, and there I go again. I lost everything. I ended up with a hamster or a hamper. I don't remember which. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All the house, all the real estate, everything went and so forth. I start all over again. But this time, I saw the first tradition. My common welfare come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. That meant to me I need to go to work and come to meeting with a dollar so your love and your unity and so forth can square me away. That was my, the first. And then I got the second step that the reeling of the mind and the confusion stopped. In here, and then the the eleven step, you know, that I can high five my higher power and I'm cool with him. That was a major deficit in my life. I didn't know how to accept God's goodness and graciousness and so forth. I didn't know how to accept it. I it, it all it, it turned into resentment. You know, you say God always trying to be your friend and you that. You don't want to be my friend. I'm just too ugly, too, you know, too evil, too doing things. And finally, I was cornered, and I, I understood who my higher power wanted. It was simple. He wanted me to do what I'm doing now. You know, it's just to, it's to be 
This, this, these words work for me, folks. I just put them in my hopper and I consider them. That first tradition, I just consider them. And, and then now, you know how he, he, he lit all those candles in there? That's how many groups or meetings I started in other Northern California, Morgan Hill, uh, uh, Tracy, uh, Antioch, and here. I just, hey, man, why don't we have a meeting right here? You're crazy. Who needs a meeting? You've got too many meetings around here. Nine, you know. I said, nine in the morning would be a great time here at the park, man. It's beautiful there, everything like that. So I sat there for two weeks by myself. And then newcomers started to come because they, they didn't want to go to the new meeting. They had to go to work. And then I said, hey, you're going to be the secretary. You do it or you do this day. And then they're all newcomers. You're going to be the secretary. They steal the money and stuff. And you're going to be the... And now we got quality, 15, 10 people go out there. Anyway, I was telling him that I, uh, God does for me what I can't do for myself. I went to, um, you know, a lot of fun things that happened. Got married in the program. Went to Hawaii for the AA convention. Um, I went to Washington, D.C. on a, a freight thing. And I went to an AA meeting over there. I went to Juarez, Mexico. And they said, you better not go out. They're going to steal your car and rob you. I said, I want to go to a meeting. I don't care. You know, how dangerous this town is. They don't know how tough we are over here, huh? <laughs> anyway, I went, I found me a drunk, and he took me to an AA meeting in the nighttime. And those guys had polo shirts, Jerry. They had, they had carpet. They were very, they, they were very effective and, and prosperous. And they have, I'll say this and I'll stop. They have a thing that they say in Spanish that said, there's no need for work here. God provides work for members of AA and it's been proven. Thank you. Hi, my name is Calvin. I'm an alcoholic. Calvin. Uh, we're going to take a 10 minute break. I'll turn on the lights. Three, two, and one. You're welcome. Yeah, that was that. <laughs> really big. Nice yeah. Hey, hey, Jerry, you know what? I was just talking about you. I was like, and come with me to the meeting over at uh, Stewart. You know, and I was like, there's a guy I know that loves rock and roll just like you, and he's ending years some time. He was like, yeah, you just have a fucking show. <laughs> and then what were we talking about that? Is this the best? Yeah. Where are we talking about that? If you have a little joy about something, they show up? Yeah, it, it, it happens. So God was just like, hey, Yeah, it, it happened. Just, it happened. So it's a really good day. It's really good day. Good day. It's firecrackers. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. Yeah. This is good stuff. Well, what I read about the scientist making his um, debut of that he didn't want his pet theory uh, examined or else it would be wrong. It's the same thing as, as um, here, you know, the, the presence and the goodness of God was so strong when I first came in that it catapulted all my IRS, all my problems, all my bills, everything backed off. So on page 97 of step 11, which sought through prayer and meditation to improve 
my conscious contact with God as I understand him, praying only for knowledge of his will for me and the power to carry that out. Whoo, that was so huge for me. That right there put me at ease in so many areas of uh, trying to look for God and easily finding him here in AA and actually sensing his presence already in the rooms as soon as they sat down. It was so strong that it was, uh, it didn't take rocket science. I also came in like Gary. I came in slipping and sliding. My transmission, my, my ball bearings were grinding metal to metal. My uh, universal uh, joints had busted. <laughs> and uh, the car had no shocks in the back, so it was going like this, you know. <laughs> so I was, I was just like me and my car were one. And uh, little by little, Alcoholic Anonymous was able to put me back together. Page 97, sometimes we took a slightly different tack. Sure, we said to ourselves, the hand probably did come before the egg. No doubt the universe had a first cause of some sort, the God of the atom. We all like AA all right, and we're quick to say that it had done miracles, but we recoil from meditation and prayer. In other words, I recoil from spirituality. I was afraid to move into spirituality because, you know, even though spirituality was saying, you know, I got this. I'm going to take care of you. All is well. But as soon as I stuck around, I started letting go and letting God and allowing God to be God. I like what Scott read on the daily meditation. It says that God is so precise. He's like he's sculpturing us. And he's using these words to sculpture me. And he's cutting away stupid, nonsense, ego. And he continually puts me in the boil pot so my, my impurities may come up like jealousy, anger, uh, resentment, indifference. Um, so he continually puts me in a situation. So, and my job is to say, I'm having fun. Thank you very much. So... I'm re referring to when I got married, you know, uh, all these impurities came out. <laughs> Jealousy, anger, resentment, pictures flying. And I, I was completely sure that I had done the wrong thing. But I kept thanking God and God said, well, if I if you get out of this one, you'll get into another one. You're going to the same. You're going to deal with the same problems. So you might as well stick around and start. And I did. And every every year is getting it's refining like uh, unity, progress are much important, and mission, mission having a mission, having a service, uh, both of us doing service for others, keeps the goal way out there, so we're able not to beat each other up. We got we got service oriented tasks to do, and that is so helpful for uh, uh, for unity. So thank you very much. I'm glad to be here in the meditation. Appreciate it.